0: Hey, everybody, welcome into the Financial Answer podcast. As always, thanks for tuning into our program and checking us out while we talk about investing finance and retirement with the one and only Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor and local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey. And of course, the founder at O'Brien and Associates, your local investor coach and my friend, Nathan, welcome in, buddy. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Excited about today, and you know, my daughter started her first day of high school this week. Oh, so, man. yeah, it's been uh, it's been exciting and sad, and I can't believe she's already in high school. It's crazy, big but stuff, <laughs> big is, doings. Man. It is, but yeah. and then the market, you know, throws us that curveball on Monday. So, just a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on at the time of this <laughs> yeah.
0: podcast. Yeah, that's actually going to be our topic. We're going to talk about market declines and maybe how to handle some of the things and some of the fear that can happen because it's been a volatile week. But hey, kudos on the kid. And yeah, yeah it won't you. be long. She'll be twenty-two like mine. So nah, I know, I know. Yeah. Yours
1: is graduating pretty soon. She's right, graduating since, the Navy yeah. uh, this Friday. Yeah, uh, as, uh, awesome. as we speak.
0: So yeah, very cool. So kudos it to is. both of our girls. That's right. Absolutely. No, that's true. <laughs> well, let's get, let's get into our topic. We're going to change it up this week. We're not going to do our in the news and things like that. Well, and I guess this really just is the news. So we're going to. It make, is. This is kind of our <laughs> in the news and our confidence corner rolled into one. <laughs> yeah. No, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, perfect. So. so let's talk about some ways to fight. The fears that happen and the things we get when we have these market declines. So at the time of this taping, we're actually back up 0.3 percent. But over the last, I don't know what, seven, eight, nine, ten days, yeah. it's gone from yeah. what 27 two all the way down to like 25 and some change.
1: Yeah, yeah it has. And so you know, pretty
0: it's about 10 percent. It's a
1: normal decline, but yeah, it's just it's a fairly large decline when you look at you know what the market's done over the past 10 years or whatever. Right. So we're going to talk about that because I know people's concerns are out there oh, yeah. and you. There's definitely a lot of news out there that's talking negative and saying the world's coming to an end. So we're going to address that and talk about some cool things. Well, (laughs) well,
0: we wouldn't be human if we didn't fear loss, right? No, that's true. It's understandable. And, of course, money loss is is super fearful. It's
1: very fearful. Um, (laughs) So
0: I got this thing we'll talk about. So Nobel Prize winning psychologist Daniel Kamen?
1: Yeah, it's Kahneman. Kahneman. Yeah, Kahneman. So, Kahneman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He talks a lot about loss aversion theory, showing yeah. that people feel the pain of losing money more than they enjoy the actual gains. Which that's is, true. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think that you know we get excited when we gain money, but I think, absolutely do think we
1: really stress when we lose it. We run from that fear, you know. It's pain, and so oh, yeah. we run from that. So yeah. that's yeah,
0: yeah. That well, that's a natural instinct, right? Is it to, is to, is to yeah. jump, move. You know, if you see a bear coming, your natural instinct is to run. It's the worst it's thing the you can do is that's to run, right? right? Like, no, that's true. They say that is the worst thing to do is to. To run you're supposed to walk you know backwards slowly yeah. not do any crazy movements. And get up the tree as quickly and then, as you can. <laughs> i don't think that's a good idea they're no, gonna climb not a tree
1: the tree too no, that's right <laughs>
0: but actually you know that's a really good analogy so think about that so with the market having this massive turn it's almost like a charging bear I <laughs> get yeah, a bear market, yeah. Right. And, uh, and so with that, <laughs> you need <laughs> to back away slowly and not just, you know, have a knee-jerk reaction and go crazy and that's pull all true. your money out, right? And that's go, true. Right, yeah. so it's kind of like an actual bear. So first one here, let's talk about market declines. They're just part of it. They're just part of investing.
1: They are. There's really no way to avoid that. Stocks are always going to go up and down, and I think most people understand that. They just... We don't remember that when we've had long positive times in the market and then the market pulls back, right. you know, and has a little whatever. It has a, you know, just a correction or based on it's I don't like to call them corrections because it's always based on new information that comes out, you know. So when we look, you know, 10% declines happen all the time. They happen almost every year in the market in the S&P 500 going all the way back to 1927. So it's something that's common. It's there. It's not going to go away I don't think ever in the future so you know the good thing is markets have historically always come back from that so having a good allocation proper diversification will help you long term don't panic in the declines it's just part of investing that's what it comes down to
0: yeah so is this accurate when it's like basically the S&P kind of dips about 10% annually it does, yeah, and, yes. And so, but we don't see that. We think that this bull run we've been on has just been nothing <laughs> but but straight up. That's not really true. No,
1: it's not. And, you know, actually a 10% or more decline happens about once a year. If we look from 1949 all the way through the end of 2018, so that's a long time frame we're talking about right, there. Right, right. A 10% or more decline happens about once a year, and it typically lasts a little over three months. So, yeah. you know, about 115 days or so that it happens. So it's very common for the market to drop 10%. It's expected to happen every single year. So that's what we just had. it, And it wasn't even quite 10%. So don't panic. It's not something to well, panic about. Okay,
0: so let's bring up that 18 since that was part of this study. So the last occurrence mm-hmm. for a 5% more, 10% more, 15% more, even a 20% more was December of 2018, the end of it the was. year. It yeah. was,
1: Yeah, it was. We had a 20%, a little over 20% decline in Technically, the Technically, that was a, S&P. a bear, right? it was that's right i mean you know, it lasted about a week but still. it slipped into that and that's usually what happens you know it's just enough to scare the pants off of you and then you, <laughs> you know and it makes you do stupid things with your portfolio and then it comes back and you're like oh, why did i do that you know and right and so that's normally what happens but you know when you have a 20 percent decline it's not very often it's about every seven years or so okay right. And so it takes some time for it to recover from that so it's not usually as fast as it's been you know this year so it came back from that decline really quickly and hit new highs but that's actually not very common it usually takes a little over a year for it to come back from a 20 plus percent decline so you know we've had a really good year so far in the markets markets have been doing well so it's just a little bit of a pullback I think and things will readjust reprice and start from there and go forward
0: and a lot of this obviously this trade conversation has heated back up which is, is. probably it's, part of it's that.
1: always something
0: right which is, <laughs> is probably right. some of the fuel it is obviously yeah. unfortunately our country's been going through a pretty rough week or two with a lot of the craziness that's happened with uh, some other things so it's, it has yeah you know all these things kind of factor in it does make it easy to get a kind of a herky-jerky in your thought process now, there's a term you probably never thought you'd hear herky-jerky uh, <laughs> so let me jump that's down a, to that's n- a nobel prize that is a nobel prize when it it yeah. is actually. <laughs> let me jump down to number five here diversification matters yeah. so in yeah. times like this is that even more important to be better diversified because yes if if a 10 percent drop happens and you're primarily all large cap you're probably feeling that if that was the majority of what fell
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there's never a bad time to be diversified. You know, there's always an asset class in a year that does really good. And we don't know what that's going to be ahead of time. Okay. But there's always also one that does the worst every single year. So you don't want to really, I mean, it'd be nice to be in the one that performed the best every year, but you definitely don't want to be in the one that performs the worst every single year. So diversification helps you to avoid major losses, typically, historically, it does that. And so it helps. Reduce that volatility. It helps you have really good, steady returns over time. Historically, anyway, that helps, and so that's part of it. And you know, we saw from 2013 through 16 how the S and P 500 it was the best. You know, Mm -hmm. it was making tremendous returns compared to other asset classes that were out there, and so people kind of got the idea that. You know, that's the one that's in the news. You turn sure, it on right, every right. night. It's performing the best. And so they think, well, you know, that's going to be the best performing asset class going forward. But in 2017, it wasn't. Okay. It was kind of the middle of the pack. 2018, it wasn't. It was, you know, actually cash was the best in 2018 because right. the market <laughs> declined. So, And so far in 2019, it's not turning out to be the best so far. It's really close. Okay. Right. right. To the top, but it's not the best so far. So we'll see what happens going forward.
0: Well, so if you're looking at this, like, and again, I, I try to figure some of this out as we're talking. I try to hopefully act as the consumer advocate, if you will, because yeah, you do this every yeah. day, and I just talk about it versus actually <laughs> actually doing it. But if you're looking at some of this, like best performing assets versus worse, for example, mm-hmm. from 2013 to 2016, so 13, 14, 15, and 16, U.S. large cap stocks was the top performing yeah, asset class. No, that's right, right? That's right. But then in 17 and 18, they were middle of the pack. You know, they were kind of yeah, halfway down. That's right. Just that's for right. A, a complete comparison of of how year to year can change emerging markets, and you've talked about this before on the show. Yeah. Emerging yeah. Uh, markets were super high in 2017 when we were really up.
1: Yeah, they were over 37%. Yeah. So but it then was what crazy happened in 18?
0: They were like dead bottom <laughs>
1: <They> <laughs> the did. very next yeah, year. So that's a lot of times what you see in emerging markets. It's the most volatile asset class out there. So you'll see they'll either be your most favorite that year, or they'll be the one that you absolutely loathe because <laughs> because right, right. they'll have extreme positives and extreme negatives. And you know, two thousand nine was one of those extreme positive years. Two thousand eight was a crazy negative year for those. And so, you know, it's not something that you want to put all of your assets in. And this was actually something that I preached a lot to my clients in the past few years because emerging markets did really well for a long time in the early 2000s. Right. And so there was a lot of publicity saying, hey, have a lot bigger portion of emerging markets in your portfolio. Well, that, well, that doesn't is, that help that's a, lot, last year, yeah. that's a lot of volatility. That's yeah. right. And so scare you to death in sometimes, you know. So there's a lot of negative negative twenties and thirty years in the past in, in emerging markets.
0: Well Nathan, so then if you're doing something like that, are we looking at counterbalancing that with fixed income? You know, you stocks are the building blocks, but are we Always. doing counterbalance that with yeah. that with bonds or whatnot?
1: Yeah, that's the mistake that a lot of people try to make, I think. The fixed income side, the bond side is what I'm referring to when I say fixed income. That right. people try to get the best return on that side and they focus on you know well if I'm going to invest in bonds I want to get the ones paying the most well what's the problem with that I mean what type of bonds bonds, are really high yeah that's true they're junk and so it's a lot of volatility and they have a big chance of loss so as an investor use the fixed income side for safety and for stability don't focus on the return side there the stocks will be a lot more efficient for you in making returns well
0: and with the Fed dropping the rate again that does help the bonds
1: it does yeah Yeah, it does bond rates will go up typically and that's typically what happens we've seen a little bit of that so far but nothing nothing just hasn't been enough time yeah yeah, so far but always have you know if you're going to have any fixed income which every portfolio should okay you should never be a hundred percent in stocks because actually it's more efficient to have 95% in stocks and 5% in bonds. It does actually a little better historically. So if you're even going to be in an aggressive portfolio. So make sure on your bonds that you have that safety and stability built in. Very high credit quality and very short term on the bonds because that's what's safe. That's what's stable when we look at the past.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so those are some interesting things to think about. So again, the point of this whole thing is that how do you handle the market declines is going to really say a lot about how you I think, are invested in your plan. Do you feel yeah, comfortable and, and strong with your plan? If and that's not, what it comes down to. <laughs> have a conversation it, it, about that.
1: Th- yeah, that's right. It's It comes down to do you have a plan? You yeah. know, If you don't, if you're just randomly investing in different things and don't know, really don't. I mean, yes, everybody's goal is to have as much money as you can make, I assume. So you know, That's what I typically see. But right. you've got to have that ultimate goal of, We're going to retire at this time, or we're going to try to achieve these things over our life. That's the reason that you invest, not to get a million dollars or $10 million. That's not the reason. It's to be able to do these things over your lifetime, because money can't buy happiness. We all know that. So we want to be able to enjoy things with family and friends, and that's what it's all about. So have that plan. Keep on track with that, even through market volatility.
0: All right. Well, if you don't have a plan, if you need a plan, if you know someone who has been talking with you about this, make sure you give them Nathan's number, send them to the website, go there yourself. If you're, that's probably where you found us anyway. So never mind. but go ahead and, <laughs> and give us a like, give us a share, give us a review and put this podcast out for us as we're continuing to grow this. Hopefully you found the useful nugget of information. It's the financial That's the financial Again, subscribe to it while you're there on whatever platform of choice you'd like to get your podcast from click on the Investor Awareness Guide tab there, a little uh, box, and you can get your own complimentary copy of that. You can reach out to Nathan, schedule a time, all those good things to have a conversation to how to you know weather these market downturns, to make sure that your plan is working. Maybe you have one. You want a second opinion. Either way, reach out. Nathan's been doing this for a while, so give him a holler. 855-51-COACH, that's the number to call. Before you take action, folks, make sure you do talk with a qualified professional. If you hear something on this podcast or any other, don't just run off and make a decision without talking with your financial advisor. And if you don't have one, reach out to Nathan, 855-51-COACH or the Financial thefinancialanswer.com. That'll do it, I think. What do you think? We'll wrap it up this yeah, week? Yeah, it
1: sounds good. Sounds okay. really good. I hope, I thank everyone for listening. We get a lot of good comments all the time and I don't tell you thank you enough. So thank you for listening to the show. We really enjoy having the comments and really enjoy just what people think about, you know, what we're talking about. Yeah. So hope everyone has a good weekend.
0: Hopefully we have some fun along the way. I think we do, you know. And, yeah, and hope you yeah. Have a Enjoy your weekend. Absolutely. I, I had this funny little thing I'm going to let us uh, depart with this so okay. a, a guy I was talking to said uh, he knows what I do for a living I talk on the radio about all this stuff all the time and he says how do you get to be a millionaire you know are you one and I said well no I'm a musician you know and <laughs> and, uh, and he was like oh he's like well how do musicians get to be millionaires I said well they start as billionaires <laughs> that's right <laughs> and they progressively lose money <laughs> yeah that's right that's a good so, plan yeah that's a great plan yeah <laughs> alright well that's going to do it for this week folks have a good time and enjoy your yourselves. We'll see you next time here on the Financial Answer. Be safe and be smart and reach out to Nathan if you got some questions. We'll talk to you later here on the Financial Answer podcast.
1: O'Brien and Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee.
0: This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.